Hello. And welcome to Lonely Falls Road. This episode of the podcast is the audio accompaniment of the latest issue of my newsletter entitled Waving Fees Slash Tip Jars. You can find the text version of this letter on Tiny Letter. The link will be included in the description. I'm in the middle of working on a longer letter, essentially a follow-up to last year's letter about dancing with a quarantine twist. But there's been some recent news in the digital music world that I wanted to think out loud about. Some of this will be a retread of ideas I talked about in episode 6 of Laminiforms Radio. But I think the treading is worth doing in light of the latest developments. First, the website Bandcamp has announced that they are once again waiving their revenue sharing on May 1st. If you buy music or merchandise from an artist on Bandcamp that day, all of the money will go directly to the artist. Bandcamp typically takes a small cut from each purchase made on the site. Not much, but given its popularity, this income adds up pretty quickly. Waiving this fee is no small act on Bandcamp's part. The first time they did it, earlier in the quarantine, customers spent a whopping $4.3 million to support artists on the site. However, I do not want to construe Bandcamp's decision to repeat this event as purely an act of charity. What Bandcamp are not earning in cold, hard cash, they are making up for in goodwill. The first fee-waiving sale was so popular that the site crashed multiple times throughout the day. As an aside, this likely means that the $4.3 million figure is much smaller than what customers would have spent had the site run smoother. And I anticipate that this second sale will be comparably successful. That is, of course, if people have any money left to spend. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Second, the streaming service Spotify added a tip jar to their app so that users can leave tips for their favorite artists. Like Bandcamp waiving their fees, this new feature was launched in response to the COVID-19 crisis. But concepts like this have existed on video streaming sites like Twitch and YouTube for some time now. Considering that Spotify have faced calls to increase their payouts to artists for years, and that this feature is a collaboration with Cash App and PayPal, I wouldn't be surprised if the development of the tip jar feature began prior to the current lockdown. 
Cash App are also offering an additional $100 to artists that receive a tip of any amount until Cash App have given out $1 million in total. In other words, the first 10,000 artists to be tipped will get an extra $100 each. Another aside, Cash App's intersection with the music industry is pretty fascinating in its own right. I'd recommend reading Trapital's article about how Cash App built its brand through partnerships with hip-hop acts, if you want a place to start. Longtime readers will know that I have been very critical of Spotify's payment model in the past, so I'll start by saying that this is a step in the right direction. Given how little a single stream pays to an artist, we're talking fractions of a cent here, it's likely that most of those lucky 10,000 artists will receive a bigger payout from Spotify with the tip jar in a single day than they would in an entire year otherwise. This tip jar feature will significantly increase the amount of money that some artists will make from Spotify. I am not going to discount that. It is good that some artists will make more money. However, I am skeptical about how effective this feature will be at solving the larger structural issue of making streaming a viable source of income for musicians. There are three related snags that the tip jar runs across. Snag number one. The tip jar runs counter to the primary benefit of streaming as an income source. The most charitable way of looking at Spotify's payment model is that it takes what would have been a one-time payment, like buying an album or buying an MP3, and turns it into a source of repeatable passive income. Once someone buys an album, the $10 or so they've spent is all the money that an artist can make out of that transaction. Whereas, at least theoretically, a fan could rack up enough streams of that album to pay the artist more than $10 over time. In reality, the number of streams needed to get anywhere close to that initial $10 is far out of reach for most artists. The tip jar helps close the gap, but it pales in comparison to the potential income artists could get if streams paid out at a higher rate. Perhaps if there was a way for users to subscribe to a particular artist and have reoccurring tips that might solve the problem. But that seems unlikely considering snag number two. Spotify has de-emphasized the importance of artists in favor of atomized songs. 
Spotify has built their app around playlists and radios. This means listeners are likely to encounter their favorite artists, i.e. the ones they are supposed to be tipping, not on their artist pages where the tip jars are, but instead as a single track in a playlist of many other artists. Fans that want to tip artists have to actively seek out ways to pay on a platform where the path of least resistance has encouraged them not to do so. This brings us to the most important problem with the tip jar feature. Snag number three. The tip jar passes the responsibility for paying artists from Spotify to individual consumers. Users are already paying Spotify to access their library. The number of users willing and able to spend money on top of that is going to be smaller than the users who are content to leave their contribution at Spotify's monthly fee. That also limits the artists who will receive tips to the ones whose fans are financially in the place to pay tips. What about everyone else? Asking users to fork over more cash to make up for Spotify's lack of action is not sufficient, especially because the users are all under their own financial strain due to the havoc the coronavirus is wreaking on the job market and economy. It is almost May. Rent is due and bills are piling up. That isn't just true of consumers. It's also true for the artists. Spotify would not exist if it did not have music to entice users to subscribe to it. Shouldn't it then be Spotify's responsibility to pay the artists that make that music? Thank you for listening. There will be more episodes featuring guests soon. In the description of this podcast, you may find links both to some of the factual reporting that I drew from to write this newsletter, as well as links to the newsletter itself. More episodes soon.